So Saturday oh, afternoon God. before game three between the Rangers and the Penguins, I go to my Instagram, and uh, Bernie's been friends with Sarah for a long time, Sarah Palin, and uh, lately we become friendly, very friendly, and I notice that uh, almost every story I put up, I get a like from at Sarah Palin 97, which is a big thrill for me. So Saturday before game three, I put up a picture of a very young, hair-flowing Ron Duguay in his Ranger jersey, taken back in 1983, I believe, during a playoff Ranger run. And I post it, and I put the, uh, the words down, let's go, before game three. So as it turns out, the Rangers get their asses kicked, and they lose by a final score of 7-4. to four. So I guess, Sarah Palin, back here with Sid and Bernie, the moral of the story is, no more pictures of Ronnie. It's just bad luck. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know it's like, uh, you know, making the cover of Sports Illustrated and then you change yourself. So don't do that anymore, please. That's right. They always got hurt. Every time that happened, right, Sarah? They got hurt. You're exactly right. So what was that like? Yeah. Right, exactly. What, what was it uh, like watching that, uh, that comeback? They're down 4-1. to one. They come all the way back just to blow that game in the third period. Oh, that sucked because I could only uh, quote unquote watch it on my phone. I was out working, so um, I just watched updates uh, as scores came in, and nah, that now nah, that sucked. Yeah, yes. <laughs> now it sucked. All right, game four coming up uh, later on tonight. But of course, the big news last week was the uh, the possible not uh, not for sure yet, uh, but at least the leak that they're possibly going to overturn. Roe versus Wade coming up uh, shortly here. Uh, when you first heard that about the leak and the possibility of overturning Roe versus Wade, what was Sarah Palin thinking? Well, you know, at first you, you kind of kind of get over the fact that somebody leaked uh, something from the Supreme Court, and that's gosh, that's like sacrilegious. The, the confidentiality, the privacy of what goes on in deliberations with the Supreme Court. It is sacred, and for somebody to have leaked it, it you could tell that it was it was orchestrated. It was purposeful to create a bunch of chaos and, you know, get people all wee-weed up about uh, what potentially was coming. Um, so that was one aspect of it. But then the, the other aspect of it, of course, was, well, of course, Roe v. Wade needs to be overturned. It, it's a states' rights issue. It, the federal government was never set up to... Uh, deal with an, an issue like this and uh, 10th amendment is all about states rights um you know that the constitution protects the states and gives the states abilities to work with an issue like that um because power is not delegated to the u.s by the constitution um they're prohibited by it everything is supposed to go to the states and ratchet that down even to uh, local governance and to the people themselves to make decisions so Roe v. Wade should never have been a federal issue, so now hopefully it will be something that uh, goes to the states and then the people will decide whether, well, in my view, it's whether it's okay to snuff the life out of your baby or to allow life. And, um, you know, then you get into all the the personal reasons why somebody would support or or not support um, abortion and you know, that's, that's a different story, and I have my own personal story on that. But, yeah, bottom line, Roe v. Wade, it should be a state's issue, not not Fed. Absolutely right. Sarah freaking Palin on the Bernie and Sitch. I was so honored to have you, Sarah. Uh, but listen, uh, yeah, it, it is a reversion. It was bad law. It was a reversion to uh, – it is a reversion to democracy where people decide through their elected representatives 
And uh, that's the way it should be under our federalist system. There is no question about it. You're absolutely right. But let me let me posit this to you, and this may be a false choice, Sarah Palin, because there are some who, th- who think, and uh, I worry, I, d- I don't really know necessarily, that this is going to adversely impact our ability to retake the House and the, and the Senate in November. Now, just uh, hypothetically, if, if, if I'm right about that, which is more important, that the Roe versus Wade be overturned right now or that we take the House and, and, and the Senate back in November? Which is the more urgent thing that we do this year, Sarah Palin? Again, maybe a false choice, but that's the one I'm presenting to you right now. Yeah, I haven't heard anybody even go there. That that that's that's a pretty significant question. Um, well, you know, if I had my druthers today, if the decision had to be made, I'd say let let's get rid of Roe v. Wade on the federal level, put it put it to the states, and then from there, because that's going to create I believe, a culture of life in in this country, and that's what we need. We need life. We need love. We need. Uh, caring in in this country um, versus the way things are going culturally, especially. So, the, if I had my druthers today, that's that's what it would be. But as you suggest too, though, certainly doesn't have to be mutually exclusive. Um, it's very important that we do take the house. I want to be there so that I can cast a vote, making sure that the right. the federal government doesn't interfere with states' rights. You know, the federal government it was set up just for the minimal minimal um, number of tasks, one being, okay, they're going to declare war and collect taxes, and there's going to be some regulation of interstate business. Other than that, the federal government, it, the governance was just to protect people's rights, and then um, you ratchet down all the, you know, all everything that we talk about now on the periphery from just that core, the core tasks of the federal government, you ratchet that down to state governance and then to, um, you know, your your local, your borough, your county, your your city, and from there, just a individual rights. So uh, all over the place, we violate, it's been allowed to um, live under this violation of what the federal government interferes in. It should, it should be small. It should be smaller and smarter and just getting off our back, basically. Sarah Palin uh, running again out in Alaska. So if you're out there, make sure you vote for Sarah back on the Bernie and Sid show. That was a very interesting proposal Bernie presented to you. It was great, actually, Bernie. But um, we keep asking our uh, big-time guests the same question. Do you think this is going to affect the Republicans come November? Because we were ready for a smooth ride, an easy win in 2022. Now, this may present may present uh, a big obstacle. What are your thoughts? Will it, or are we going to be okay in 2022? Well, like anything else, anything that's worthwhile, that is most significant, is not going to be easy. So this is not supposed to be easy, this retaking of the House so that we can create a smaller, smarter government. I don't think it's going to hurt Republicans' chances. I think it's going to wake people up to the issue of abortion itself. People are going to have to answer personally even. Do they think it's okay to to, like I say, snuff the life out of a baby or not. And, uh, you know, I do have a maybe not a unique perspective, but a different perspective than some, perhaps, um, because, you know, I've been faced with that choice also um, when I was, I've always been unapologetically pro-life, but in being faced with the decision of, wow, 
uh, you know, finding yourself in less than ideal circumstances, being pregnant and having to, to consider what, what goes through somebody's mind when they find themselves in less than ideal circumstances. I've been there. And, um, of course, I chose life. And my, and my youngest son, Trig, you know, he's the yes. light of my life. But when, when I found out that I was pregnant and I was governor and I was no spring chicken and, uh, you know, there was already a bunch <laughs> of stuff surrounding the, the, the pregnancy. And then when I was 12 weeks um, along, I found out uh, that uh, my son, he would be born with Down syndrome. And just for a split second there, I, I could certainly understand what goes through a woman's mind in thinking, you know, this isn't what I signed up for. How in the world am I going to handle this? I don't think I'm capable of this. And, you know, you always hear God will never give you anything you can't handle. And I'm thinking, well, God overestimated me in this one. Cause, and, and then thinking, wow, how easy would it be? Nobody knows. Um, I, I, in, in that split second. So, so anyway, I knew that I would choose life. However, I also could empathize and sympathize with other women going through a, a situation where they, for a, a time, think that it, it would be easy to just pretend this never happened and, and just try to go on with life. However, you, you would never really go on with your own life. You, you would always, you'd always be um, having in the back of your mind the fact that, uh, you know, you made a choice that it wasn't, a, an, in my case, it wasn't an easy choice, but it was the right choice. And I just want women on a personal level, I, I want women to, to know that they are capable and that there are solutions out there other than um, ending the life of your baby. You know, adoption is a beautiful choice. And, and uh, yeah, I get so mad at, at these fake feminists making women feel that they're not capable, that they can't give life to their baby and still pursue education or pursue careers, still take care of their other kids and all the other reasons that uh, – you know, people talk about why they why they would support abortion. So having gone through that a decision making process like that, and um, I, I understand that what uh, so many women do go through. But I just want women to feel empowered and strong and know that uh, it's worth it. It's worth it. And what wow. is your greatest challenge in life can turn out to be the greatest blessing in your life. Give it a chance. That is it. An incredible story, Sarah, really. The unbelievably courageous Sarah Palin, who doesn't just uh, talk the talk, she walks the walk, ladies and gentlemen. And and speaking of courageous, you, uh, back in 2008, stood up there in the Republican National Convention the night of your speech and hit a grand slam. Despite all expectations, you were terrific. Uh, you were courageous. And you were uh, the most persecuted person uh, of the press, by the press, up until Donald Trump. I mean, you were really unfairly savage. And uh, it continues. The incoming continues now from some of the people who actually uh, worked with you back in 2008, in particular, this one vicious mutt named Steve Schmidt, who's coming after you. And I know you've heard about what he's, he said, stuff like that. Um, any response to it? You, you want to dignify this idiot with any kind of response? Wow, yeah. Somebody sent me yesterday the rant that he was on, um, Steve Schmidt, about me yesterday. And um, I'm like, well, happy Mother's Day to you, too, you buffoon. <laughs> and, you know, it, it was John McCain, and until the end, John McCain, he would call me. He would 
he was always apologizing for Steve Schmidt and Nicole Wallace, his two yeah. head honchos in the campaign. He, John McCain, um, you know, running for president as I was running as vice president, John McCain knew that those guys were nothing but trouble. He didn't know that till the end, though. And, uh, you know, here they, um, well, they, they proved themselves because they continued to badmouth Republicans. So they were the Republican operatives for years. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's really, really sad who he is, what he represents. And he just sounds like a really sad and bitter old dude. And, uh, you know, I feel sorry for him because he, uh, he, he doesn't tell the truth even. So to have that within you and you, you have a, a platform and you choose to spew negative and untruths, um, that's a pretty pathetic way to live, I yes. think. Agreed. Hey, listen, Sarah, we uh, we always appreciate you coming on. We really do. You've been coming on quite a bit lately, and we love it. We love it every time. And, of course, we love your, your boyfriend, Ron Dugate, too. Love him to pieces. So thank you for hopping on today. Thank you for uh, your thoughts on Roe versus Wade. And please keep coming back even after you win in Alaska and once again become a big <laughs> shot in local government, okay? How does that sound? Okay, I appreciate it. And, hey, game four tonight, though, so, um, here we go uh, Rangers up against a tough team, said the kid. Uh, seems unstoppable, but that's what they got to do. They got to slow the kid down. Yeah, he's he's the only uh, better Sid than me, I think, in the country today. <laughs> he's a better Sid. <laughs> the only one. The only one, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Any prediction quickly? The Rangers win tonight or does Pittsburgh go up three games to one? Oh, Rangers got to win tonight. All but, right. Uh, I, you know what? I, Absolutely. I wish, I wish every series went seven, though. I wish every series went seven, and I wish there was triple overtime in every game. That's what makes it good. No, that's good, except we lost that one four three. but you're right. Hey, you were great. Yeah, Thanks yeah, again, yeah. Sarah. Enjoy game four tonight, and we'll talk again soon. Thank you, sweetie. Thank you so much, Mike. All right. Sarah Palin.